0: Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hi everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of female empowered. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I'm your host, Krista Gurka. If you are catching me live on Facebook or Instagram in real time, welcome. Um, It's a beautiful day here in Miami today. It is sunny, 61 degrees. It's gorgeous. I'm currently looking at my pup Duncan, who I think is more famous than I am, not that I'm famous, um, outside sunbathing he loves it. So today, what I'm going to chat about with you is pricing and how to price your services for your boutique fitness business or your cash-based physical therapy practice. Basically, this can go true for any client-based business, um, you know, pricing our services can be really tricky. If you go to any of the Facebook forums or I guess chats about, you know, um, pricing, it's one of the top questions. And if I'm thinking of, um, you know, I'm thinking of pricing my services at X amount, what does everyone think? Now, while I do believe that that is a great way to get some feedback, remember, Pricing really has nothing to do with what we all think, and it's 100% reflective or dependent on what the customer thinks, what they feel is valuable to them. So now it is a great idea to sometimes just get some feedback from your peers, but ultimately the person we should be asking or the people we should be asking are our customers and our clients. And there are ways to ask and gather that information without specifically saying, How do you feel about my pricing? Because most often, if you ask specifically about pricing, people will always want it to be less. Right. So it's not that's not a great way to gather that information. However, you can gather that information. And today, what I'm going to talk about is. The mistakes I see when it comes to pricing and how to overcome those mistakes. And I see a lot of business owners making these mistakes and I'm 100% putting myself in this group of people because I did this for a tremendous period of time. And sometimes I still catch myself doing some of these mistakes or making some of these mistakes and I learned along the way. And so when you know better, do better. Right, So hopefully today's chat will give you a little bit of value on how to go about pricing your services. So number one, I do not recommend pricing based on what others are doing. Others in your field, others in your industry, others in your neighborhood or in community. Now, there's nothing really wrong with going out and seeing what your competition is offering. But I do not recommend setting your prices based on what Studio XYZ or Therapy Clinic XYZ down the street is setting their prices because, again, it's not really about pricing. It's not really about the dollar amount, but more about the transformation and the value you can provide your customers. The other thing we want to really do is we want to determine our pricing based on our profit, especially for service-based businesses. Now, how do we do that? So one of the ways we want to do that is you want to determine what amount, how much profit you want in your company. How much profit do you want to Keep with each service you provide. So let's just get into some numbers here. Um, so, pricing, so profit, gross profit, gross profit is what you have left over after how much it cost you to provide that service. Now, once again, I don't know if that was actually English. So, I would, it's, times like this that I kind of wish I had a dry erase board and could just have everyone right here in my living room and going over these numbers. But for even number amount, if you charge $100 for a service and you pay a staff member, a clinician, somebody else $50 to provide that service, your gross profit is $50, which is 50%. Okay. On average, for a service based industry, for a service based business, a good range of a profit margin would be somewhere between 65 and 75 percent. 60 to 70 percent. 60 to 75 percent. Okay. So, what we want to look for then is if you are offering a service for a hundred dollars. and you want to keep on average, I'm going to say about 65%, then you're going to keep $65 and the rest of it is going to go to the clinician. So that would be the rest of it. So $35 is going to go to the staff member. Now, generally when we consider this differential, it's also considering that we have Um, employees on our staff, W-2s, not W-9s or 1099s. Um, So let's just factor in those numbers a little bit also, okay? So the way you want to price your services is if you want to keep 60% or 65%, you need to know that ahead of time. So if you're selling a service for $150 and you want to keep 65%, okay, then what you're going to be paying your clinician is $53 or what you, that in that range. All right. So again, you want to base your pricing on profit. Another way to do this, and we do this with our, when we get our um, coaching clients. So when we get other female owned businesses, That want to work with us, one of the very first things we do is look at how much they want to make and what they should be pricing their services for. So once again, I'm just going to take pure even numbers just so that it's pretty easy to understand. If you want to make $100,000 a year, if you want to make take home $100,000 a year, and let's say you have, well, let's actually make this this is where my brain goes. Let's actually make this real life scenario. So I work specifically with brick and mortar businesses. Brick and mortar means that you have a physical location. So let's say the expenses on your physical location are roughly $50,000 a year. So let's say your expenses are $50,000. You as a person, as an owner, want to take home $100,000 a year. So you need to bring in $150,000 a year. Okay. Now let's say you want to work 48 hours out of that year, 48 weeks. I apologize. 48 weeks out of that year, you need to bring in $3,125 a week. And let's say you want to see no more than 25 hours of clinical work a week. That means you have to charge a minimum of 125. So if you're going to be Creating packages, your lowest price should be 125. So, a package of 10 should be 1250. So, you don't start at 125 and discount. Your package of 10 should be 1250, which means that your single service should be like 135 or 140. Now, you can manipulate those numbers for how you see fit based on what your expenses are, based on how much you want to make based on a variety of other options. But again, we want to price our services on that. So if I get clients that are coming in and they're saying they want to make a hundred thousand dollars and they're charging 80, I'm already telling them, if you want to work 25 hours a week, you're never going to meet your goal. You just do not have the pricing structure for it, nor the capacity at this point. Okay. So That's one of the ways. So do not base your pricing on what other people are doing. Base it on the profit you want to create, you want to generate based on the time and the amount of work you want to provide. Now, it gets a little bit more complicated when you add additional team members and such, which is if you have team members on your team, what I suggest is just going with a pure profit margin. If you want to keep 60% of what you sell, then when you make offers to team members, keep that in mind. Another thing I want to make sure people understand is we should never compete on price. Price should never be your differentiator. It should not be your unique selling in the community, in the industry, because it's a race to the bottom. We will always lose when we compete on price because every anyone can come in and undercut us on price. Anyone can come in and be less money. So it's a race to the bottom. You will never win if your differentiator is that I'm less expensive than everyone else. Unless you are a commodity business. And most of the people that I coach and we work in this industry, boutique fitness, we are not a commodity. We have a high price point, all right? So we should not be competing on price to with our competitors, The other thing that if there's some money mindset issues that come up for you around pricing, you feel bad, you are fearful of telling people, having the discussion of pricing, I invite you to look at some of those mindset issues and how you can overcome them. A lot of them come with things like, we do not feel that we are worth this price. The other thing is what you charge and what your worth is are not mutually exclusive. So they do not go hand in hand. Your worth is not what you earn. Your income is not your worthiness. So let's put that aside right away. You are worth significantly more than what you charge. What you charge is a direct reflection of the value that you can articulate to your clients, to your customers. Which, again, is really why you have to understand what your key differentiators are. What sets you apart in this industry? What sets you apart from your competition? I'll give you an example. At Pilates in the Grove, we are a full-service Pilates studio. We are a health and wellness brand. But what sets us apart from other Pilates studios is that the majority of our instructors are physical therapists they come with higher credentialed education. Now I'm not saying at all that people who are not physical therapists are not well educated and will not provide quality. They 100% will, but our physical therapists are doctors of physical therapy. They have doctorate degrees. They're gonna be more educated and provide better quality than someone who was a client necessarily that got certified to teach Pilates and has less than 50 hours of training. It's just a fact. Okay. The other thing that sets us apart is we are a high touch facility. We have full-time um, customer support liaisons. We have a full-time administrative team. We have uh, full-time managers. Basically, we are here to support you and we provide that. Other studios don't have a front desk team. Other studios don't have administrators. Other studios don't have people answer their phones. We do. So that's what sets us apart. OK, the other thing is we are really, really honed in on what our customer wants, what their desires are and what their goals are. And we speak specifically to that. What is their transformation? We understand where we sit in the market. We are looking as a company for more recurring revenue, not necessarily this Feast or famine cycle where we generate a lot of money and then we have no money for a couple months, and we generate a lot of money and we have no money. We look for recurring revenue through memberships, through package sales that auto renew every month. So we are looking for recurring revenue, and that's the way we price our services. The other thing you can decide is do you want to have a lower ticket item? that you sell to a lot more people, or do you wanna have a higher ticket item that you sell to fewer people? So let's just, again, for even numbers, let's say you wanna generate $10,000 in recurring revenue every month, okay? Which gets you to $120,000 recurring revenue a year. That's not including one-offs and things of that nature. But if you wanna get to consistent $10,000 months, you can do it in a variety of ways. You can sell a $1,000 service to 10 people, okay? You can sell a $100 service to 100 people. So you just have to decide what is the lowest hanging fruit? What's going to be easier for you to get 100 people to spend $100 or to get 10 people to spend a 1,000? There's no right decision. There's no wrong decision. The best decision is the one that works for you and your business. So when people ask me, well, which is better? The one that's better is the one that works for you and your customers. And the one that is, comes with less friction, less resistance, more buy-in. So I'm not here to give you what the right answer is. I'm here to make you think or help you think and draw out what the right answer is for you. So let me just reiterate again, some of the things we talked about today, just about pricing in general. It's really, really, really important that you look at what it is that you want to make. So start with the end in mind. What is it that you want to bring in at the end of the year? Or what kind of profit margin do you want to have at the end of the year? And by the way, if you don't understand profit margin, if you're like, gosh, I feel awful. This is why I shouldn't be a business owner. I had to Google what profit margin is when I was on one of my first business phone calls. And I think I've told this story before where I had to Google what brick and mortar meant because I didn't understand what that meant. So if you don't understand what it means, it's not a problem. Google it or shoot me a DM over on Instagram and let me walk you through it. I'm happy to do that. All right all you have to do, it just means you haven't learned it yet. That's it. So start with the end in mind, decide what kind of profit you want or what it is that you want to make and work backwards, reverse engineer it from that. Never compete on price. It is a race to the bottom and really start to look at your mindset around money. Do you really come from a scarcity mindset? And some people think they don't, but if you think, that by asking someone to give you a hundred dollars of their money, you are not you are now taking from their finite piece of money that they have, that's a scarcity mindset, whether you want to believe that or not. Money to some people is finite, and I am one to say that I used to think that as well. we can't give, or we can't receive with a closed fist is, is you know you cannot You have to be able to understand that if you give this out, it's going to come back to you. Okay, so really think about the mindset you have around money. What is coming up for you when you think about raising your prices and you're getting that feeling, that visceral feeling maybe of like, I'm literally a little scared. Um, Sometimes I say if you're a little scared, that's you're probably in the right place. If the price increase doesn't scare you that much, then maybe you need to go a little higher. Okay. And I do not believe, by the way, I am not one of these coaches. I am not one of these people that believes just charge someone $500 unless you are truly, that is your value. And there are some people that are right. But if you, for example, have just gotten out of school, if you've been only in business for, I don't know, a year and you're trying to start coaching people, like you need to get some experience first. All right. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You need to go out. You need to get yourself some experience. You need to get testimonials. You need to prove your concept that what you've learned can provide the promise or the outcome that you're telling people you can provide. Okay. I've been doing this. Well, I've been a therapist for over 22 years. I've been in business for over 12 and I have learned from step by step by step. So I have a successful profitable business that generates over seven figures annually. I have learned through trial and error what it means to create a sustainable and profitable business that's not gonna run me into the ground. That's why I am qualified to coach other female business owners. All right. So the other thing I just kind of wanna leave you with is understand what differentiates differentiates you from your competition, that is a great, great way to really be able to articulate the value that you can provide to your customers. Where do you want to stand in the market? Do you want to be a commodity or are we a high ticket item? And how can you create stable recurring revenue? right? And understand that there's no right decision, right? It really comes from what works best for you and your business and your goal and your future. And that's all I got for you today, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed this little episode. If you're listening on the podcast or following me live on Instagram or Facebook, I would love to invite you to DM me on Instagram or PM me or message me or write in the comments below what you thought about this. What are some of things coming up for you about increasing prices? And if you have any questions or are interested in learning how you can become part of one of our coaching programs, visit my website, kristagurka.com, or just go to the bio on my Instagram page and you can schedule a free discovery call with me. Set up a free call with me. I'm happy to chat with you about where you are in your business, what kind of questions, and if I'm the right person that can help you. All right. That's all I got. I'm checking out. All right, everyone. Bye for now. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. But before you go, could I ask you to take a minute? Okay. So maybe like two minutes and leave me an honest review about the podcast. It really does help me get this podcast in front of more women in healthcare, wellness, and fitness, and also really lets me know that I'm actually sharing information you all like to listen to. Thanks again, and catch you all on the next episode.